You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of our podcast is Flying Solo, Embracing Life Single. Now, several years ago, I decided to take off for the summer in my minivan camper and travel for four months. It was an amazing journey, and I documented many of my adventures in my blog, flyingsolo.me. In my blog, I captured the experiences of living alone on the road, the emotional journey, the spiritual journey, the ups, the downs, and the challenges of flying solo. As it turned out, a lot of people were inspired by this journey. And so this summer, the summer of 2021, I've decided to do it again. Only this time I bought a truck and a camper for a little more space and comfort while traveling. I returned to single life after a relationship fell apart, and I'm learning to embrace life single once again. I'm going from we to me and going through my letting go process while traveling. When we let go of a relationship, we let go of all the dreams we had for that relationship and our hopes that perhaps this would be the person we can go the distance with. When we find ourselves alone again, we have to grieve not only the loss of the person we loved, but the hopes and dreams we held in our hearts. When we go through a breakup, well-meaning friends tell us how it's for the best and we'll meet someone else. But our focus can't be on meeting someone else. Sure, maybe if you broke up with a narcissist, he's on to the next without skipping a beat. But those who were truly bonded on a heart and soul level can't do that. Our love runs so much deeper than that. The love of a narcissist is shallow, where often the people who love them love deeply. And the deeper we love, the deeper we feel the pain, the loss, and the disruption to our lives. And so we have to accept that we love deeply and see this as a gift rather than a curse. Is it not a deep love that you desire? Do you not want your love to run deep? Of course, we all call out for a deep abiding love, but we also want a partner who offers us that deep love back. Meanwhile, we have to reconnect with ourselves and offer ourselves that same depth of love we offered the partners in our lives. The question most people I work with have is, how do I do that? How do I offer myself this kind of love? We're drawn to loving others, and we crave being loved by others. But how do we offer such love to ourselves, especially if we're feeling pain, grief, and those array of core wounds that tell us we're not enough, we're not lovable, we're not wanted. 
Well, in this week's podcast, I want to talk about the flying solo journey and hopefully encourage you who find yourself single to love and embrace the journey rather than see it as a dark passageway you have to take on your way to meeting someone else. I'm not saying that when you go through a separation or a breakup that you don't feel pain, grief, fear, the abandonment, or whatever else that you feel, because this is part of the journey. This is a part we must also embrace. We must be willing to embrace whatever shows up. And this is a part of loving yourself. You learn to love yourself regardless of how you feel or what pain emerges in you. Instead of trying to escape the pain, the fear, the anger, the rage, and all of those intense emotions, it's important to embrace them and allow them to be there. Being real with our feelings is part of being real, authentic, embracing what is, rather than fighting against it. You may have heard that what we resist persists. So we need to look at what we are fighting against in our lives and learn to turn it around. It's like walking against the current in a river. When you can turn around and allow that current to carry you rather than fighting against it, the journey becomes so much easier. So the first step in embracing life single is to accept what is instead of focusing on what you wish it was or could have been or could be. There are a lot of things we wish for in our lives, but we can't truly live in the spirit of goodness and gratitude until we accept that what is is exactly where we need to be. We may not like it, and it may not feel good, but there's a higher purpose that we find ourselves here. We've got to learn to trust this. Sometimes when life brings us those hard lessons, we don't want to accept them. We want life to be easy, fun, exciting, and all the good stuff, but don't want to have to face the pain, the fear, and the broken relationship patterns we've been cycling through for most of our life. We may have to be disrespected enough by others to finally say no to disrespect. We may have to have another narcissistic or abusive relationship in order to finally say no to abuse, recognizing we deserve so much more. We may have to be scapegoated one more time in order to say no to being blamed for something that isn't ours. We may have to have boundaries violated in order to really learn to uphold our boundaries. That abuse, blaming, and boundary violations don't feel good, but we may need to experience the pain of it to the point where we just can't tolerate it anymore. It's only then do we really learn to say no. And saying no to these kinds of violations is self-love. Because when you say no to people who hurt you, you say yes to yourself. 
Being in our own company should be a very loving and peaceful place to be, even if there is inner turmoil. When we learn to embrace and accept what is, we can navigate our way through that turmoil and find the peace and the sanity. This is the goal. This is what we are working towards, to find inner peace in the solitude of ourselves. In my experience, those long hours on the road, as the wheels go round and round, bring the opportunity to really be in the silence of myself. Sometimes I listen to music, but mostly I'm just in the silence. There are lots of thoughts and feelings that surface, and I just sit with them. I'm not going anywhere, right? I'm there for the ride. I feel what there is to feel. And as much as rolling down the road to another destination may seem like running away, we're bringing ourselves with us. There's never really any escaping ourselves. Yes, we can drink, drug, chase after empty relationships, be workaholics, or use some other distraction to avoid the connection with our true feeling selves. But these addictions and distractions won't take us far in our healing process. In fact, we're really going backward and putting our healing on hold. This means those things we need to heal are just waiting for the right time to emerge. This is why it's so important to embrace the journey because the things that need healed within ourselves don't go away. They don't vanish into thin air. They're either in our face or they're lying dormant behind our addictions and our distractions. Honestly, this is the crucible of the narcissist, the borderline and the addict. All the inner demons, those painful feelings and unhealed wounds are lying dormant within and continue to be pushed down into the shadows through the use of one's addictions, distractions and disorders. This is why the narcissist or addict, for example, are destined to repeat the same relationship over and over, either with the same person or with a different one. They don't change. They may believe for a moment that a new relationship will make them happy. But after the honeymoon is over, they settle down into a routine. They meet themselves in the darkness once again. In their attempt to avoid looking into that dark mirror, they project their inner demons onto the new partner, and the cycle of abuse continues. We all have the opportunity to either continue repeating our patterns in the same or different relationships, or facing the shadow of our own psyche and making those difficult changes. For codependence, the biggest shadows we face is our own enabling of others, our inability to face the deeper truths, our desire to heal, rescue, fix, or change another, our weak boundaries, and our willingness to tolerate abuse in hopes that we can change our circumstances. Especially if we are loving enough, giving enough, forgiving enough, and so on. We end up taking too much responsibility for the health of the relationship where we choose partners 
who take far too little responsibility. We give in and forgive too easily without ever really holding the other accountable. We may ride that train until it crashes, which is inevitable. Or like some codependents, the train ride is a lifetime journey of pain, suffering, stagnation, and lack of any real growth. We also make the mistake of trying to get our needs met for love, attention, and validation from those outside of ourselves. I've worked with so many people who are holding out for validation from a narcissist, believing if they can only get that love and validation from that person, everything will be okay. Now I'm guilty of this. Anytime we attempt to get our needs met out there, we're fighting a losing battle. It's not that we can't find a good relationship with someone who's capable of meeting our needs for love, respect, and appreciation, but that's usually the result of learning to offer ourselves these things. When we allow others to abuse or mistreat us, we're not offering ourselves love or respect. We get caught up in the cycle of abuse because we never really learn how to value ourselves. When we don't learn to value ourselves, we invite others into our lives who will devalue us. When we don't learn to respect ourselves, we invite others into our lives who will disrespect us. When we don't learn to love ourselves, we invite others into our lives who are not capable of loving us. So we can sit around feeling sorry for ourselves and wondering why we are so unlovable. Or we can step up to the plate, do our healing work, and start loving ourselves and finding value in ourselves. This is a game changer because this is the energy we carry with us. This is the energy that allows us to walk with our shoulders back and our head high in the confidence of ourselves, knowing that we are good. The journey of self-love is not an easy journey. Self-love is an action step. It isn't a warm, fuzzy feeling that we have for ourselves. We have to learn how to take loving action on our own behalf. This means setting those boundaries, saying no to bad behavior, valuing ourselves by not settling for less than what we deserve, and letting go of the people who continue to hurt us. If you find that you are addicted to a person or a substance, Loving yourself means to get into recovery right away and eliminate that person or substance from your life, especially if there's a toxic or narcissistic person involved. We need to be willing to let go of those substances that medicate our feelings. As I've said many times, the only way out is through. And sometimes going through the dark night of the soul is painful. Well, not sometimes, every time. It's painful. 
This is what going through a dark night of the soul is about. It's about traversing through that intense pain and trauma that has up until now kept us stuck in a cycle of abuse or in a rut or in a pattern that no longer serves us. If you're leaving a relationship behind, your attention and focus needs to be taken off that relationship and put back on yourself. You've got to ask the hard questions about that relationship, yes, but ultimately your attention needs to be on why you allowed certain behaviors. What behaviors in yourself or others were sabotaging the relationship? What are your patterns that you're healing? What cycles did you find yourself in? What did you do to contribute to it? Why did you allow it to continue? What prevented you from having strong boundaries to protect yourself? The one who is committed to their own healing will ask the difficult questions. Maybe they will seek a therapist or a coach to help them navigate through the difficult emotions and help to find the answers to those questions. But what they won't do is spend their time and energy blaming the other for their bad behavior without ever looking at their own role. It really does take two to tango, meaning where there is an abuser, there is one who is willing to be abused. Sometimes the difficult question to ask when leaving a cycle of abuse is, why was I willing to be abused? Sometimes with narcissistic abuse, it's that you may not have recognized the behavior as abusive, even when it was crazy-making. But once you do recognize that these behaviors are abusive, this is when it's time to extract yourself from an abusive environment and focus on your own healing. Another reason we stay in abusive environments is that we codependently believe that we can change it. Codependents sometimes think they're superheroes when it comes to healing others. But we can't. We can only change ourselves to a point where we're no longer willing to tolerate abuse. Our healing path is really about taking 100% responsibility for our own healing journey. It isn't about blaming the other where we're focused on them and what they did. Now, I understand as a specialist in narcissistic abuse that a certain amount of focus on the narcissist is part of the healing path because when you don't understand what a narcissist is or you need to reacclimate yourself to narcissistic behaviors, then by watching videos or reading about narcissism, it helps you to understand the style of abuse that you've experienced. It helps you to understand more what happened. So say that's the first step. We don't take responsibility for an abusive person's toxicity or abuse. No, that responsibility belongs to them. Even if they tell you it's your fault. Once you're out of the picture and move on, they will find themselves in the same kind of abusive cycle with someone else. 
and they will be blaming that person. It's not our responsibility that the other person get it. We can't make another person get it. Sometimes the only way we can hold another accountable for their abusive or destructive behavior is to stop allowing it. Leave the relationship. Say no. This is taking responsibility for ourselves and our own well-being. As we take action on our own behalf to care for ourselves, to value ourselves, and treat ourselves with respect, we begin to see a change in ourselves. We begin to feel better about ourselves. Our core wounds start to slowly heal. The core wound of I'm not worthy shifts as we begin to value ourselves. Many people believe that we need to heal the core wound of I'm not worthy before we can value ourselves, but it's really the other way around. We have to start to value ourselves in order to heal the core wound that says I'm not worthy. We have to start to love ourselves through taking loving action on our own behalf in order to heal the core wound that says I'm not lovable. We have to start finding what is right about us in order to heal the core wound that says, I'm not enough. Something's wrong with me. So taking loving action on our own behalf is critical to self-love and self-change. Self-loathing is a feeling of hatred for the self. It's finding oneself to be deplorable, unlovable, and unworthy. When we carry a heavy load of self-loathing, we also carry a belief that others will find out that we are unlovable and unworthy. So we're always waiting for others to mirror to us our own feelings of unworthiness. And they will, because unconsciously, we're inviting them into our reality. We heal our own self-loathing through taking that loving action towards ourselves. We become mindful of our own judgments, fault-finding, and devaluing of ourselves. We become aware of our expectations of ourselves, that we are perfect and without flaws or faults. We learn to let go of these unrealistic expectations and practice acceptance of our imperfections, realizing we are all imperfect. We no longer expect that we be perfect inside or out. We just accept ourselves as we are. Self-love is also self-acceptance. Like the serenity prayer, we learn to accept the things we cannot change, to change the things that we can, and find the wisdom to know the difference. As I'm on the road, in my third flying solo journey, I meet myself in new ways. I see my own resilience, my ability to handle tough problems, my ability to step up to the plate and deal with what needs to be dealt with. I see my frustrations and love myself through them. I see my pain, sorrow, and suffering and hold myself 
through the dark times. I confront my fears and insecurities. I look into the mirror when I don't feel very beautiful and I find things to love about myself. I see my tendency to want to just withdraw and be in my own space rather than out amongst people because this is where my healing is. And yet sometimes I feel isolated and alone. This is part of the journey. Sometimes the loneliness is really painful. This is part of the journey. Sometimes I'm stuck inside my small camper in the pouring rain and I feel depressed. This is part of the journey. Sometimes I feel deeply sad and this is part of the journey. The adventure of embracing life single is to embrace all that there is and all that is there. People will wave goodbye and say have a great time and mean it. But I know it isn't about having a great time. It's about getting to know myself and love myself all over again through all of life's circumstances. It's about learning to accept what is even when what is sucks. It's also about fully embracing those moments where I'm on top of the world and feeling amazing. And it's my hope to have a lot more of these moments. One amazing part of the journey is I get to follow my own intuition and there's nobody to say any different. I'm on my own path, making my own calls and going where I feel to go, doing what I feel to do. I'm trusting myself and looking forward to what is next, praying that life will bring me something really amazing as my future unfolds. If you would like to follow me on my flying solo journey, please visit my website. It's flyingsolo.me. For information about my counseling, coaching, and hypnotherapy, please visit NarcissismFree.com. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next podcast.